Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you! Flame of Moon! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. Greetings and welcome to episode number 38 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. And this is Chris. Hey, what's going on, Chris? Not too much. Glad to be back. It's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, We were off last week because we came back from a nice uh, family trip down to Disney World. Yes. What did you think of the the trip? Enjoy it? It was a great trip. It was a good time. The weather was just perfect. The weather was perfect. It was like 80s and low humidity and There was no rain. Didn't rain a drop. Little clouds every now and then, which kept us cool. Yeah, nice breeze. And then we came back to New Jersey, and it was like 50 degrees and gloomy, and And the sun didn't come out for like a week. (laughs) Yeah. It was awful. But it was a good time. It was uh, was a good time. Do you have a favorite ride that we went on or something new that you never experienced before? My favorite ride is the Rock and Roller Coaster. The Rock and Roller Coaster, Mm -hmm. which I did go on. For the, you did? for the first time, I hate roller coasters, and I didn't hate it. I would definitely do it again, but I didn't want to do it again right afterwards. Hey, that's that's good to hear. That's yeah. fair. It was it was it was fun. I've actually been watching videos on YouTube to see what the ride actually looks like because I think my eyes were closed for seventy six percent of it. So, like, there was one part like I don't remember where you go through like some kind of like a tunnel looking thing, and like I kind of forget what it exactly is because like the whole point of the ride is that you're trying to go with aerosmith to their yeah you're like on a freeway so they have like road signs yeah exactly um so that was a lot of fun yeah i did enjoy that i didn't do the tower of terror you're 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 somewhat a fan of that or not really it's all right for me it's okay for you yeah yeah i know your wife nicole the unpaid intern yeah it's her favorite it's her favorite ride uh we went on star tours three times and we had some uh unfortunate luck with it if you don't know, Star Tours is like uh, you're sitting in seats that kind of like move and stuff, and you're watching uh, a Star Wars inspired video where you travel through the galaxy. But there's some randomness to what you see. There's right. Like, there's like three different parts, kind of two major parts and like some little things that can change. And for our first two times, we saw like almost the exact same thing. Yeah, except for the middle part. There was a very get, small difference. Yeah, where you get like the mission. Uh, yeah. And. Then the third time, it was it was started off different. Like, I forget what we... Oh, we had uh, pod racing on Tatooine. Yes, that was a good one. And then we had BB-8, who gave us the mission. Yeah. And then we ended with Coruscant again. So we got the la- the third thing. We got that the same every time. All three times. Yeah, which was kind of a bummer, but... And we think that... And then before the third time try, we also had some issues with the ride because... We think someone might have peed on the ride before us. I didn't. I didn't hear that. You. You heard that. Well, I heard someone say my my seat is wet. Right. And the person came over and looked, and then they took us off and moved us to another one. That is yes. So we right. don't know it was definitely pee because it maybe, could have been water. Maybe someone spilled some water. Right. And they just treat it as such. Right. Because so, you don't know. Right. You're not sure. Exactly. Maybe it was blood. We're not sure. That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. Like if like a stormtrooper came in and just shot somebody. <laughs> that they had they got the random episode where they get caught. <laughs> That's and right. Executed. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. It'd really change it up a little bit. It would add definitely like a lot of like suspense to the ride. That's that, that's that's what they should do. I don't I don't see why not. Well, I'm sure there's some Disney execs that listen to our podcast and they're listen probably taking to us. Notes. Make it very have like Kylo Ren come in and just start like destroying the ship, like swinging his lightsaber around like crazy. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I mean, have Jar Jar come in and just have the entire like <laughs> the entire like crew just like uh, go against him, mutiny. That'd be awful, though. That'd be really bad. Anything else you want to add before we get started? No, I don't think so. No. All right. So before uh, we get into today's episode, I want to talk about the results from our previous episode uh, a couple weeks back, which we did the Disney Princess fight, 
which was Mulan versus Merida. Now, you did listen to this episode, correct? Even though you weren't I on did. it? Yeah, I listened to it on the airplane, actually. Oh, that's right. I forgot. When we landed, you said, ah, I listened to the new podcast. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Thanks. So, Allie was on that episode, and uh, we had Mulan versus Merida, and Mulan took the win with 70% of the vote. Wow. against 30% of the vote. All right. Well, we were talking about how similar the characters were. Like They're extremely similar. They almost like probably people just voted for their favorite one. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at the two, you assume Mulan, but once you really look at the nitty gritty, they're I think they're very interchangeable with their skills. Yeah, I agree. I did not see Mulan in Disney World. I'm not sure if you did. I saw Merida. I saw Merida. I she was on Mulan. the parade. Yeah, the, we also walked by a picture spot where Merida was doing like greet. I do remember greet. that. Yeah. We should have waited in line and asked her. <laughs> I thought about it, but the line was kind of long. Hey, who would you be able to beat Mulan? Yeah, because that would have been good research for our podcast. Like a that would have been great. That's, that's primary a primary source, right, source there. right? Absolutely, she could add uh, some uh, ideas, some skills maybe that she has that maybe we didn't know about. Because they really have to embody those characters. They learn a lot about yeah. The character. So they might know more about her backstory than we could ever know. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Mm-hmm. So that's what we have: Mulan versus Merida, seventy percent to thirty percent. Is that the first time you beat Allie? I think it is. Yeah, I think it is too. I think you're right. Yeah. Because she won on the Elf versus Martha Stewart, mm-hmm. and the Bachelor won. She beat me also. Yeah. All right. First win. I'll <laughs> take it. All right. So let's get started. So if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you'd just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about an epic battle between trees. Yes. Trees. Trees, you say? Yes, trees. This well, episode's going to be a treat. Oh, that was good. Thanks. I thought of that on the drive over That was here. real good. <laughs> you know, I do what I can. So, not just any trees, though. No. We have some very popular trees. The best of the best from pop culture. Yes. So, we try to keep this podcast topical. So, you may or may not know, this Friday is the release of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah. Starring uh, a very popular tree One these of, days. He's probably the most famous tree going around right now. Um, and then you will be choosing a tree that's also from, from film from the Lord of the Rings. Yes, Lord of the Rings. Uh, I'm going with Tree Beard, and for mine, I am Groot. <laughs> now you're sticking with like the regular adult version of Groot, not like Baby well, Groot. That, or, like, well, that's what he's going to start as. I don't know what's going to happen through the course of our fight. It's a good point. It's a good point. But, yeah, but so you're starting with adult, adult Groot for your Guardians fight. of the Galaxy Volume One Groot. Okay, fair enough. Not even comic book stuff, because it's really confusing. Yeah, there's a lot with him. And he doesn't even look the same in no, the yeah, comic he, books. He looks kind of scary. He has, like, these, like, antler branches yeah. out of his head. He looked, like, demonic. Yeah, he looks really, really different. I and, like the way he looks in the movie. Yeah, he looks really friendly and cute. Yeah, the, he does. Well, I mean, like, Baby Groot's cute. Big Groot's, like, friendly and cool. I think I think the older Groot's Big Groot is cool, or cute also. All right, I feel thanks. like he kind of has that, like, cute face yeah. to him. I don't know. It looks like he could like, hang out with him be friends. Do you plan on seeing uh, Volume 2? Absolutely. I yeah. really like the first one. I think we saw the first one together. For we, some reason, I have my memory of that. Yeah, we might Because I remember Allie, Allie doesn't like the Marvel movies, and I really wanted to see it, and she didn't want to go. And you wanted to go, so I just got with you and went <laughs> Oh, is that what happened? I All think right. so. Well, if you want to see uh, Volume 2 with me. Hey, I'm down, because I know she's not going to want to see it. So, All right, cool. cool. We'll, we'll work that out. Great. Want to give some background about Groot? I would love to. Go, so, go right ahead. So Groot is an extraterrestrial. He's a sentient tree-like creature. And originally in the comics, he appeared as a, an invader, kind of a bad guy, capturing humans to experiment on them. Oh, my God. Yeah, so he has multiple origin stories that I might touch on just for, like, interesting background, but they're kind of confusing. I don't fully, like, know enough about him to, like... Like, basically, I'm going to read it to you, and you're going to be like, oh, that makes sense, but what about this part? And I'm going to be like, I don't know. Right. All right, anyway, um, group... <coughs> Groot's a member of the species Flora Colossus. I did see that. Yep. So, and he also he comes from a planet, Planet X. I did see that also. So, in some stories, he's the last of his species. Okay, but, but not always. And I don't know what the Guardians of the Galaxy movie has. I don't know if they have ever commented on the other species of him. Yeah, I know. Um, in you know how they have like the the part where they're all lining up and they're like. Star Lord, also names, yeah. whatever. When they get arrested and when they're they like get getting arrested. scanned. Yeah, yeah. so, because I was watching the movie because I wanted to see, like, 
Groot's rap sheet, and it does say Planet X, but that's all it says there. Like, they don't talk about anything beyond his family or species or anything. It's it's interesting because it sounds like the, the like, Flora Colossi are, like, really smart. Mm-hmm. They're like yeah. they have some way of like sharing their knowledge, yeah. like, basically like through their roots. Right. I don't know. They just like absorb it. I guess like, like the Navi or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They it says like absorb the knowledge through photosynthesis. Hey, which doesn't really make sense. But Information sure. from the sun, and that would make them geniuses. Um, was there anything else interesting about his background? That's probably good for now. Okay. Do you, do you want to tell us about your guy? Uh, I mean, Treebeard. He uh, first appeared in. The Two Towers book, and then also in the Return of the King book, and then he's also in the movie Two Towers and Return of the King, the movie as well. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not. Do you know who voiced Treebeard? No, I do not. The guy who played Gimli voiced Treebeard. John Reese davies John Reese davies yes. So he did Gimli and Treebeard? Yes, he did. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, He's well, a talented guy. I like I like John Reese davies See, I the only things I know him in is Lord of the Rings and Indiana Jones. And Indiana Jones. Yeah, I guess that's, that's it. what you think of him for. I really can't think of but anything else that he's been in the off the top of my head. He's been in a bunch of stuff. I I'm sure he has. Anything either. Yeah, I can't remember anything. Do you know who voiced Groot? Uh, uh, do I know who voiced <laughs> Groot? Vin Diesel. That's correct. But I also want to know how much he got paid for that. Because okay. he says three words. But actually, he says four because he also says we are exactly. Groot. Exactly. So it's all about the inflection, really. Like, you have to, it can convey a lot. And I know he did the voice for the new one, but he's a baby. So I don't know if they, like, al- they, they obviously <laughs> altered his voice. Because, like, That's in the true. trailer, it sounds he like sounds it's a baby. like a baby, yeah. Yeah, but he's but, credited as doing Groot again. I mean, Vin Diesel's pretty talented. Maybe he has a good baby voice. I don't think he's pretty talented. <laughs> did you ever see The Pacifier? No. Have you seen all the Fast and Furious movies? I've seen the first six. There, then you know how good he is. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know how untalented he is. All right. Agree um, to disagree. That's fine. Uh, some uh, additional background here. He is an Ent in the Lord of the Rings uh, series, which is a tree-like creature. He is the oldest living creature in Middle-earth. The oldest living creature. The oldest living creature in Middle-earth. At the time of Lord of the Rings, he's the oldest living creature in Middle-earth. Wow. Yes. Isn't Sauron pretty old? He's older than Sauron. Yeah, he uh, he predates Sauron. I don't know exactly by how much, but he is the oldest living creature. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ents are the shepherds of the forest. They protect the trees from any additional harm that they might get from other people. Hmm. They didn't do that good of a job. When? Into two towers. Like, half the forest was destroyed before they decided to do anything. So it's interesting that you bring that up because... Well, no, they didn't know that until... Right. So I mean, they should have so been they had, better so attention. They, so they had a deal with Saruman that he wasn't going to do anything with the trees. So they believed that he was honoring that deal. And it wasn't until they got to Isengard that they saw the trees torn down. And then the moment they saw that, that's when they were like, oh, God, we got to take this guy down. And then that's when they go and attack Saruman. I didn't know they had a deal like that. Yeah. I mean, what was the deal? Like, they knew Saruman was a bad guy making orcs. And he's like, they're like, fine, you can do that. Just don't touch the tree. No, they didn't know. Well, this wasn't before Saruman was corrupted. And I think oh. Saruman had just kind of an understanding that, you know, he'll protect nature and all that kind of stuff like that. And then once he got corrupted by Sauron, that's when he started going a little crazy. And I don't think the Ents knew that that was going on. Okay. Because they're mainly sta- uh, living in Fangorn Forest, which is, I believe, a distance from Isengard. Not too far, but it's not, like, right next door to Isengard. Okay. Uh, and then this is an interesting fact here. They tend to look like the tree that they are protecting. So if they're protecting, like, an oak tree or something, they would look like that oak tree. Are you saying they're not trees themselves? I mean, they're tree-like creatures. Okay. Yes. Hmm. What if they're protecting a cactus? Would they look like a cactus? I suppose so. If they were in a desert in Lord of the Rings, that'd be that'd be cool. Like a tr- like a like, like a walking ant, a cactus ant that like could shoot spikes at you. Oh, that'd be awesome! Just swinging around those arms because they're very nimble with their arms swinging. Yeah, you see them in the movie. They're just they're just going good. at it. Yeah. Yep. So uh, so yeah. So like in the movie, we kind of just summarized it. He's in Fangorn Forest and he comes across Merry and Pippin. They're walking around and Merry and Pippin are telling them that they should get involved and they're like nah we really don't want to i remember that but after a really long meeting because they talk really slow yes so they have a really long meeting and then they see all these trees torn down and that's when tree beards like gloves are off march of the ends let's do this thing and then all these ends just walk out of the clearing and march on isengard and just completely take it down 
They do pretty good. They oh, they do great. They they tear down the dam. They like destroy all the orcs. They get Saruman to surrender. It's uh, they 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 do they do very well. I like that scene well. in that movie. Yeah, that's good. And it goes right in nice into Return of the King when they're all like celebrating at the beginning of the movie. I don't know if you remember that or not. Mm. Like, oh, is, like, so th- is that scene near the end of Two Towers where they attack Saruman? So yeah, that's near the end, and then the beginning of Return of the King, like Gandalf and everybody from Helm's Deep arrives at Isengard, and it's all flooded, and they see like Merry and Pippin like smoking oh, that's and right. everything. That's when they like reunite. That's yes, right. exactly. I remember. I remember. Yeah. So so yeah. So that's a little bit about Treebeard. Uh, Want to get into uh, your arguments there? What you got? Um, sure. Go ahead. I'll let you know what I got. All right. Let me know. So for for finally, I have like. A super powerful guy. Groot is insanely powerful. So I touched on this a little bit, the how the his species are very smart, considered geniuses. Yeah. So this is in some origin of Groot. I don't know if it's the Guardians of Galaxy origin. But anyway, um uh according to some Groot origin, he came from the ennobled sapline in the Flora Colossi genealogy. He was gifted with a tremendous grasp, grasp of quasi-dimensional superpositional engineering. Wow! So that sounds that sounds impressive. I don't know if it's going to help him fight, but like maybe if he has to like build a teleporter or something, would he have the technology? I'm just I'm just saying he's really smart. All right, I'm going to argue that he's not smart. Well, look, he's a, he's grifted. He has a tremendous grasp of quasi-dimensional superpositional engineering. So like that's pretty smart. I mean that's that's like knowledge smart, but I feel like when it comes to common sense, Groot's not very smart. Uh, maybe. Are you referring to possibly the one scene in the trailer, the teaser trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy two? So I'm using that and some other things that happened in the first one. All right, well we can. You want to talk? You want to talk about them right now? The we'll have the is Groot smart battle? Yeah, let's do it right now. All right, let's let's let's, uh, let's All right, settle so, this. So so I think he's pretty dumb. He doesn't follow orders when they're inside the kiln, which is like the prison. Rocket Raccoon's going over, like, the plan, and he's like, the last thing we have to do, the very, very last thing we need to do is grab that power supply, because the moment we we pull that power supply, this entire system is going to shut down, all these guards are going to rush in, try to get us, so we have to get that last. And he, like, emphasizes that numerous times. What does Groot do? He does get it immediately. He gets it. That's I the first before, thing he does. While Rocket is talking. He's, yes. He's so, so, so he walks away right. while they're do- talking about the plan, because he's mm-hmm. like... I, I I don't know. I can't pay attention. I don't know what's going on. I don't care. I'm just going to go do my thing. And by him doing that, completely causes the plan to go into disarray. So, well, you say disarray, uh-huh. but I would say it just rushed things. It it accelerated the timetable of the plan. Yes. So maybe Groot, with his superior intelligence, knew that his plan was better. Maybe he knew that was the best way to get everything going. To just immediately take that and just. Get do everything else at the same time. Uh, I don't know. Well, he, it he did trust, end up working out, he, right? I mean, they escaped. I mean, of course it was going to work out. But, but I mean, if, if if him and Rocket are so close, I feel as though he would listen to Rocket. So he probably should have, like, told Rocket, like, hey, Rocket, your plan, I have a better plan. Right. Let's just, just say, do this. I am Groot, walk over there. Right. That's what he probably should have done, like, as a friend. And, but, as, a, and as an accomplice. Well, as an accomplice, he knew his plan was better. He just had to do it. I don't think he had a plan. Yeah, he did. It was to take the thing, see, I, and, and then while in the was ensuing doing that, chaos, they would be able to get all the other things they needed. But while he was doing that, I don't think that he was thinking in his head, "This is going to be a better plan than Rockets," because he didn't even know what Rockets' plan really was. Uh, he, he just he just <laughs> walks over and sees this shiny thing and just pulls it straight down. All right, possibly. I mean, it wasn't because it was shiny. He wasn't like attracted to the shiny thing. He, I don't know. He knew what he was doing. Maybe. All right. Also, in the beginning of the first Guardians of the Galaxy. While uh, Rocket is there and they're looking at, like, oh, who should they go after next? They see, like, Stan Lee and then they see uh, Chris Pratt and he's like, oh, my God, 40,000 units. Like, we should totally go after him. He goes, ready, Groot? And Groot is just sitting there just drinking water out of a water fountain like a dog. And he's, like, slurping it all over his face. And he's like, ah, come on, you dirty animal or whatever. And then Rocket continues to keep talking and he's like, oh, you ready to go? And then Groot continues to keep drinking out of the water fountain, like not paying any attention to Rocket. Rocket's trying to talk about what they're going to do, showing no interest whatsoever, no attention. All right, here's the thing you're you're overlooking, Steve. Trees need water to live, just like all animals. Like he was like doing what he needed to live. You can't be like... But you'd that think, was the like, most the, important thing he had to do. But you think, like, in the middle of a plan, like, yet again, another plan of what they're going to do next. He's sitting there like a dog, just slurping. He probably also knew Rocket, Rocket's plan was bad again because they actually they failed, right? They didn't get him. 
They didn't get him. But he didn't do anything to try to do something else to have his own type of plan. Well, his plan was to drink water that he needs to live because he was thirsty. Okay. And to, like, not bother with this guy because he's fine. Okay. Not worth it. Uh, two more arguments to why he's dumb. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, like you mentioned earlier, the red button from the trailer where Rocket continues to tell Baby Groot, do not push this red button at all costs. And then you see Groot just completely <laughs> ignore him, almost touch the red button, just take it and then run away with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we haven't seen the movie, so we don't know exactly how that scene ends up. This is true. Maybe this is another example of Rocket having a bad plan and Groot having a better one. Perhaps. And it seemed to me like, at first, Groot didn't understand exactly the how the red button worked. But he got it, and then he, he just took it and ran. Like, he understood what he was doing, I think. That's what I mean. We have to see what, what happens. So, fourth, and finally. All right. Yet again, they're in the middle of talking about their, another plan as to what they should do to help save Xandar. And Star-Lord looks and says, Groot is the only one here who has a clue. Groot then proceeds to look over his shoulder and start eating himself. Mid-plan. Remember, he has like a flower. Well, it was one flower. But he just he... starts, but like in the middle of a plan, like they're talking about how smart you are and how like, oh, great, you're doing this like great uh, contribution to the team. And what does Groot have to show for it? Then he just starts eating himself. He, he took a power Self, snack. Self-cannibalism. He took a power snack because he needed the the uh, nutrients, I guess. Or maybe he doesn't like flowers growing on him, and he's kind of like, just, it's like just, shaving. Then just pick it off. I don't like hair on my body, but I don't go around eating it off my legs. What if it tasted really good? No, I would not. Oh, you don't. I mean, that's hard to say because it doesn't taste good, so it's an unfair comparison. That's self-cannibalism. Uh... I mean... You're eating yourself, which is what he was doing. Yeah, but it was obviously not an important part of his body. It's still part of him. Just like just like shaving hair off of your own body. Not a big deal, right? No. Maybe... I'm not using my teeth to do maybe, so. Okay, so, yeah. So we don't quite agree on the eating it off of you part. Yes. Maybe if Groot doesn't do that, he, like, gets covered in flowers and he, he like, feels emasculated by it. And he's like, I don't look tough anymore because I have all these flowers on me. And he just... So he's like a cat. Cleaning, cleaning, cleaning himself, himself maybe by eating maybe by I don't know him. I didn't see any reference to the flowers growing on him in his origin okay well there is a little bit because he actually does have the power to uh, form plants well remember also in the movie he like makes a flower and gives it to like a little girl when they're on the, the yeah one yeah yeah so it seems like he can kind of also grow it as at will I don't know if it's kind of like a teenager and acne kind of thing <laughs> and the the flowers just pop up at will. Maybe. So so those are my arguments as to Groot is not so as Is smart. Groot dumb? I'm not sure. But as far as like quasi-dimensional <laughs> superposition or something, he's Pretty an smart. expert. Maybe maybe when it comes to knowledge, he's smart. But common sense, he's not really smart. Possible. That is possible. Okay. Sorry. All right. Want to hear some Margaret's powers? Yes, I do. So Groot can absorb wood as food. Yes. So he can just be near some wood, absorb it. He has more wood. Does he also like eat the wood, I guess? Like, what does it mean by, like, absorb it? Like, he just, like, takes it into him? Like I, That's how I took it. Okay. So if he was next to a tree, the tree would just disappear and yeah, it would become just, like, part, become of part of him? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't really sure how that worked, because you really never saw that in the movie or anything. Uh, as well as Groot has the ability to regenerate, as we saw at the yes. end of Guardians of the Galaxy. So this is pretty powerful. This is pretty good. Yes. And in the comics, he actually dies, like, all the time, and Rocket Raccoon just keeps a little twig and regrows him. Yeah. Uh, interesting fact I'm going to just insert here. Go right ahead. So, <laughs> as you know from the movie, um, Groot can't talk. Well, he can only say, I am Groot. Yeah. This is because of, like, the stiffness of his vocal cords. Mm-hmm. He can't manipulate them enough to make other sounds. Mm-hmm. But in some stories, when Groot's younger and they're not as stiff, he can actually, like, speak words. So, as he ages, so, I guess? In some, So, in some versions of Groot. Okay. I, it doesn't right. seem like Guardians a lot of the Galaxy is going to do that because yeah. they show the baby Groot just saying, I am Groot also. Right. So... It, but in some stories, he could actually talk. Oh, cool. Interesting fact. Yeah, I didn't know that. Anyway, some more powers. He can control trees. Yeah, that's pretty cool. He can form plants, using them to attack others. It's powerful. And appears to be resistant to fire. Yes. According I to did, Wikipedia. I did, I did read that on Wikipedia yeah, I didn't, also. I didn't remember anything about like res- fire resistance from the movie, because I was trying to think of how he would do against fire. I don't recall anything in the movie with fire as well. I just remember at the very end when the orb explodes, or remember right. when Groot yeah. gets around them and that causes yeah, that's, Groot to break up. Yeah, that does seem to destroy him, yes. right? Yes. So it's not like that's more of an explosion, right? Like yes. if you like put a match on him, what would happen? I don't really know. It says resistant to fire. So but I don't think he would catch on fire. Yeah, there, there's actually um, an interesting story from a 
I'm assuming a comic, I guess, but where uh, they're inside this build, they're attacking this this building. I think they called it a spire. I don't remember who's building and why. I don't remember what's going on. Fair enough. He uses another one of his powers, which is his ability to grow, to sprout dramatically, increasing his mass. Okay. Which he does do in the movie when he like kind of like grows taller. Yeah. Yep. When he rips off the thing because yep. he saw because it, it was shiny, like you said. <laughs> and um, so he does that inside of a like some type of tower, and then they some guy who they're working with like rearranges Groot's sap to be instead of being fire resistant it's like very to make it highly flammable so they light Groot on fire to destroy the tower and then they just and, regrow him and then Rocket so, ha- had took a piece of him to regrow so Groot was a suicide bomber Groot uh, well he sacrificed himself to s- destroy the bad guys if that's what you that sounds like a suicide bomber to me depending on I how mean, you spin it I, I think you're right yeah <laughs> That's really cool. So they were able to re-engineer his sap? That's what it said. Wow. I wonder how you do that. I don't know. Must have been a smart guy. Must have been. Maybe he was also a uh, Floral Colossus member. I don't think he was. No. I think his name was Mantis, and I don't... Oh, Mantis? Yeah. Well, Mantis is in the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Who's, it's, who's it's Mantis? It's a girl, though. Who's Mantis? Mantis. Now, I'm going to be completely honest to our li- listeners. I do not know much about Mantis. I do know that, though, Mantis is going to be in the new Oh, does he have, like, kind of like a Mantis head? It's a, Well, it's in the movie, it's played by a girl. I don't oh. know if it is a boy in the comics or if it's always been a girl. She kind of has, like, these two antennae coming out of her head. I honestly don't know much beyond that. I'm really not super familiar with the whole... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy cast. Yeah, that's why I said there was going to be a point where you asked me about something and I was going to have to just be like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so it looked like Groot was friends with Mantis in uh, a lot of his storylines. Right. Yeah, we'll um, we'll have to see how they incorporate that into the movie. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I I don't know much about that character, so we'll see how it goes. Nice. Um, All right, so I'm going to bring up some things for uh, Treebeard's power and abilities and then we can can go into it. Uh, So... Treebeard, he actually doesn't ever die. The what will eventually happen to him is he will become a tree. If something were to happen to him, so he would transfer from being an ent, being mobile, being able to communicate, and he would become a tree. That's I what believe happens. that explains why there's no more ents around. So there's actually another reason why there's no more ents around. This is actually a fun fact that I was going to do at the end, but I'll, I'll I'll bring it up right now. So the reason that there's no more Ents around in Lord of the wait, are you talking about like now? Yeah. Oh, I thought you I meant, meant like I thought you meant like Lord of the Rings time in Earth. Oh, I'm sorry. But I'll hear your Lord of the Rings fact. Uh, so in Lord of the Rings, they the Ents have no more Ent wives, which are like the <gasps> female Ents. Oh no! So the Ents are kind of coming towards extinction, where they would all just become trees, and that's why there's no like baby Ents. What happened anywhere. to all the Ent wives? They just like disappeared. They dis- I want to know more about that. I know that'd be. Pretty I didn't know that ants needed to like reproduce like that. And, there, and this is another thing. So I went in to see how they reproduce, and J.R. Tolkien never went into how they reproduce. I'm sure there's some crazy I'm fan sure fiction someone out there. Did. <laughs> yeah, someone definitely <laughs> did that. But uh, yeah, so that's why in Lord of the Rings you only see older looking ants, not really any young children. So there is like a that. young version of ants that they can be young. They can be one. Apparently, there is one in the movie that is supposed to be like the younger of them, but he's not like a teenager or anything. He's probably he's, like he's like four hundred. Right, he's four hundred like, years old instead of like a thousand years yeah. old or something along those lines. Yes. Hmm. Uh, so he's also extremely strong, uh, as Marion Pippin quoted in the movie about Ents when they told like Frodo and everybody about their experience with Treebeard. They said their punches can crumple iron like tinfoil, and tear apart solid rock like bread crust. That is exactly how Mary and Pippin described the strength of the Ents. Okay, to be fair, Mary and Pippin are not Ent experts. They're just using their own observations as hobbits who've never seen an Ent before. I think so that's, like, I mean, but they're saying that they can crumple iron. I'm sure that hobbits so know what I'm, iron is, like yeah, tinfoil. I'm, I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying they might have been like a, b- a little bit maybe like in awe of seeing this for the first time. It, it might not be the most reliable like scientific account of their powers. Perhaps. Okay. Just pointing that out. Just wanted to say. One interesting thing I want to point out, too, is that they said uh, their punches can crumple iron like tinfoil. Is there tinfoil in Lord of the R- in Middle Earth? Oh, my gosh. You're right. How do they know about yeah, tinfoil? That's, that's, I mean, that's directly quoted from the book, so I don't know <laughs> why they... I guess they do have tinfoil. I guess they do. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure solid rock like bread crust. Hobbits love to eat food. They're going to know what it's like to rip, acro- rip apart bread crust. That's true. But I'm, they don't know how much effort Treebeard had to exert to do that. Like, maybe that's like a once-in-a-while thing. Maybe it was really hard. 
for him to do it. But still, the fact that he can do it, though, that's yeah, impressive. Agreed, agreed. Okay. Yep. Uh, they're also very agile. You can see in the movie they're able to move fast. They can jump. They can swing their arms. They can kick specifically. They can move fast? Yes. If you're watching the um, the battle on Isengard, you can see some of them actually running, jumping, Oh, I remember hopping. that. And they have a yes. huge, like, stride. So I'm sure they cover yes, ground they, pretty quickly. Exactly. Absolutely. And um, they also can break themselves from massive amounts of force. Like, for example, when they break the dam and all that rushing water is coming towards them, all, literally all the, the, the Ents, including Treebeard with Merry and Pippin on them, are standing there, and all that massive uh, energy from the flood hits them, mm-hmm. and they move back a little bit. Not much at all. I and remember they're able that. to brace all that. that. So they can take an enormous amount of force coming towards them. Take it to hard blows. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you another question about that scene that I couldn't remember? Sure. Doesn't one of them catch on fire? So, yeah. So, the orcs... I'm going to completely admit this. They are not fire-resistant okay, whatsoever. that's what I was yes. thinking. The orcs use uh, modified slingshots, I guess we could say, to fire, like, Molotov cocktails <laughs> on the Ents. Not Treebeard, but an Ents. Oh, yeah, another yes. one. Yeah. yeah. And uh, But you do see, when the flood comes down, you do see the one that was oh, on fire okay. jump in the flood to put out the fire. Okay. Which I'm sure he can eventually just grow it back, kind of like Groot. Okay. I feel like both of ours are extremely similar. They are. In some ways. Groot definitely has a lot more powers, but I yeah. feel like with the basics, they're, yeah, we they're are, very we similar. Yeah, we are going to be very similar. So did you find anything about the size of, like, Treebeard? Because I, I wanted to compare, because, like, Groot is big, but, like, he doesn't seem to be as big as an ant to me. I, I agree with that. I, I wasn't able to find any size. Me neither. Exact. Uh, I'm sure if they're supposed to represent trees, a normal yeah, tree, I would say. Yeah, a big tree, yeah. It's like 30 feet, maybe, about that, higher than that. Depending, yeah, I mean, depending on what tree they're they're following, like if, like you said, if they're following a cactus around, <laughs> like they're going to be pretty short. But if they're going to like a red oak, you know, tree, I want to see one that super... like guards a bonsai tree. I want to see what he looks like. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> then he's just like a little marked like soldier just walking around protecting it kind of thing. <laughs> so there also there is that scene where they where Mary and Pippin ride on his back, and like it seems very big compared to them. Yes. I mean they are small, but yes. he's like way bigger than them. Yeah. So and then like I mean Groot, what do you think like double the size of a normal person? I'm trying to think. Uh yeah, I would say probably double the size of a normal person. So maybe twelve to fifteen feet for Groot, maybe about that. So yeah. I, I would definitely say size wise for Tree Treebeard's sake, Treebeard mm-hmm. is definitely a lot taller than Groot. But if it was a different type of ent guarding, for example, a bonsai tree, <laughs> that might be a better fight for a baby Groot. Or right, something right. Those lines. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll do that fight later on <laughs> when like Guardians comes out on DVD or something. We'll do bonsai tree versus baby Groot. Sounds good. Um, all right, so I'm I'm going to point out some things about Groot here. All right, and then you know feel free to call me out. Also, whatever you wanted, whatever you got. Um, Groot limbs can break pretty easily. Like I know he like he's supposed to be strong, but like in the in the first Guardians movie, Gamora comes around with a sword and she hacks away at his arms and she cuts off both of his arms. I think in like four, one arm it takes I think three. Um, hacks the first. Uh, the other arm it takes one hack, and she cuts off both of his arms, like no problem. I don't, I don't remember that scene at all. Yeah, that was near the beginning. That was in the beginning when when remember when they're trying to catch Chris Pratt because he's wanted. Yes, and then Gamora is trying to catch Chris Pratt because he has the orb. Okay, so then Groot and Rocket oh, then get okay, involved okay. with Gamora. I forgot. Like, did he like grow them back really quickly? So he scene? does grow them back really quickly because in the next scene, it's when they're doing the rap sheet and they're saying who yeah. everybody is. And you can see that Groot is starting to grow his arms back. They're kind of like smaller arms, but you can see that he's growing them back. All right. So I feel he, like there's a little bit of inconsistency on how fast he can grow things because I like, there's other scenes where he, he extends his arms out like 10 feet instantly to yeah. like whack a guy. And but like, they don't get cut off then too. Right. I think it's just like extend. I don't think he's really growing his limb. I think he's just kind of extending hmm. his, his limbs. Because that is one of his powers to be able to like uh, sprout dramatically. Yeah. I guess when he's completely starting all over again, like Baby Groot, it's going to take a little more time. Because yeah. we don't know how much time has gone between the first movie and the second movie. Because at the end right. of the first movie, he was in a pot. And now he's walking around fine. Right. So we really don't know. What that what that timeline's been like? It'd be interesting to see. So I'm going to argue that it's very easy for him to to get hurt. Uh, and Treebeard, he's very good at throwing things. He's very very strong. And in the movie, you see him throwing boulders. What I would say is, I would say he would throw boulders, possibly hoping get one arm off. If he can't, maybe get it right in the middle and break root apart into a whole bunch of pieces. 
I'm not sure if that's going to do the damage you're hoping for. I don't. I don't know. Gamora's like really strong. She had a she had a sword. Yeah, but I don't think so she's sharp. I think uh, Treebeard's a lot stronger than Gamora. Yeah, I mean, so a rock. It's probably going to like push group, but I don't know if it's going to break him apart. He's not like brittle. I mean, that kind of shows that he's pretty easily damaged. I mean, you can cut down a tree with like an axe, but if you just throw a big rock at a tree, it's not going to just break apart. I mean, if you're throwing a boulder at a tree, I think it's going to knock down the tree. Um, a big with all that force yeah, from an ent. I guess so. that can punch uh crumple iron like tinfoil and tear apart solid rock like I'll just find some more wood and absorb it then so this is another thing I'm glad you brought this up okay this is I'm going to argue why Treebeard is fighting because Treebeard is supposed to protect trees so you might think why would he be fighting another tree if he's supposed to protect, protect never crossed trees. my mind. I, I thought you were. Gonna we bring have that pretty up. contrived fight scenarios, so you can't really think too much about it. Yeah, I see. I thought you were going to bring that up because you know why he, it makes no sense for him to fight a tree if he protects trees, right? So first of all, Groot's not like t- fully a tree. He's not right. He's tree like. Right. He's tree like exactly. Second of all, if Groot is absorbing all these trees, he's in essence destroying these trees for his own personal gain. That's going to piss off Treebeard, who is supposed to be protector of the trees and want to look out for the trees and not want to see any trees have any damage. So he's going to see Groot doing those types of things, and he's going to be like, you know what? Gloves are coming off. I'm taking you down, buddy. I'm going straight at you. That's 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 very possible, actually. Yeah. I don't, I don't know of any scene in Guardians of the Galaxy where Groot absorbed other wood. He doesn't. And I don't see any instance in Guardians of the Galaxy where Groot gets angry unless it's because his friends are around. Groot only gets involved if, like, Rocket's life is in danger, if Drax's life's in danger, or Star-Lord or Gamora. So I don't see any reason why Groot would actually fight Treebeard. I feel like Groot wouldn't do anything. He would have no reason to try to conflict any bodily harm towards Treebeard. I see Groot as just kind of doing his thing, walking around, not really wanting to do anything. He So like, are you trying very, to make he, the argument that Groot just wouldn't fight you? At first, he would like maybe he'll get angry once Treebeard starts fighting him, but I feel like that gives Treebeard the advantage because he'll make that first move. He'll be and the ca- aggressor. He'll catch he'll catch him off guard. He will catch Groot off guard. So Groot won't expect the giant boulder bowling ball bowling ball style coming straight at him you know throwing like Roy Halladay pitched right in the center <laughs> breaking him apart and then if he's in a million pieces where's Rocket Rocket's not in this scenario Rocket's not going to come up I'm going to literally like take all of his pieces and make sure that they're never regrown they don't get any water <laughs> or anything like that so that way Groot can't regrow wow that's pretty cold oh I'm, I'm going very cold on Groot wow I was actually going to try to be nice to you and say that being a fellow tree Groot wouldn't try to catch you on fire to like be at, be like noble about it. Can he? Can he? But now I'm like, no. He, now here's what Groot's gonna do. Go ahead. He's gonna borrow one of Rocket's like weapons, like probably like a rocket launcher. Some like the, uh-huh. Rocket had a weapon rocket that, launcher. Uh huh. Didn't <laughs> think about that. Rocket had a weapon that shot like a nuclear bomb. Yeah. We're just we're borrowing that now. You're getting blown up. Wait. Now you're just bar- wait. So what are you gonna do? Like in the fight, you're just gonna be like, oh, excuse me, Mr. Treebeard. I need to go back now to Rocket Raccoon, and I need to borrow his. I don't think it's fair that you get to say you get to ambush me, because that the premise of this podcast is they're fighting. We don't have we don't ever say why they're fighting. We've had some pretty. I pretty, think sometimes we say why they're we, fighting. We do sometimes. You're yeah. right. But we've also had some that made no sense at all to fight. <laughs> this is true. Like when when Captain Crunch fought Lucky Charm Guy. They were... Check out that episode if you haven't already. But yeah, they were We trying, actually did have a reason for that one. Yeah, we did. What about like when the 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 bunny from... Um, <laughs> from Monty Python? Yeah. <laughs> There's no reason for that. Yeah, I forget that one. I don't think we had a reason no, for that No, we one. didn't have a reason. Yeah, we didn't have a reason for that. So, if they're fighting, you gotta give me at least some fight prep time. Okay, I'll give you some fight prep time. And I use that time to borrow... Uh, <laughs> A flamethrower slash rocket launcher from Rocket. Fine, then I'm going to call all my Ent buddies, and I'm going to call all them in to come. Well, you can't and... let them fight with you. You can, you can, you know, do stuff in advance, but like it's one on one. But it's one on one. But you can borrow things from other people. Yeah, sure. You can borrow anything you want from the other ends. I can borrow anything I want from the other ends. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that that is uh, it's a pretty cheap tactic. Hey, that's what this podcast but so is, is all about. Surprise Boulder. I don't, I don't see why that's uh just gonna you're just gonna throw a boulder at a guy who's minding knows minding his own business. He's destroying trees. And that's well, He that's, wouldn't have a reason to absorb trees unless you had already destroyed parts of his body. 
No, I thought, like, how does he, doesn't he need to eat? Like you said, he needs nourishment, he needs That's water, true. he needs food. Yeah, does he eat other trees, though? I'm sure he does. Does he ever eat anything in Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, yeah, himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and interesting enough, too, ants, ants don't eat trees. Ants don't absorb other trees. They have this thing called an ant drought, which is river water mixed with uh, their own other spices and ingredients. <laughs> and uh, they drink that, and that's where they get their nourishment. And there's only been one instance when a non-ent creature drank an ent drought. Ooh, what happened? They grew. Ooh. It was Marion Pippin. They gave Marion Pippin ent drought. I don't know if the, I don't think this happened in the movie. If they did, so. it might have been a deleted scene or something. But they gave Marion Pippin ent drought, and it actually made them grow. And they, when they returned back to the Shire, they were like significantly taller than a bunch of the other hobbits. I actually, I do remember that from the book. Yeah. And everybody was like, "Yo, what happened?" Like, "Yo, getting some of that end drought." <laughs> so they should have, they should have like bottling that and selling that. You make big money off that. Wouldn't be a bad idea. I'm if I actually ever started my own drink company, I might call it Ent Drought. That's actually a really cool name. That's for a it. cool drink, isn't that it? That's a really cool name. Um, what else did I have here? So, uh, Groot is a he's a criminal. I just want to point this out. Uh, I mean. If allegedly during the rap, sh- well, during the rap sheet, if you look on the bottom, because it has all this information, and I paused it on my Blu-ray, I zoomed in because I wanted to see what it said. It said three counts of bodily harm, which is the most serious form of assault. Just want to point that out there. So Groot has committed the most serious form of assault on another. We're talking person. about like a pretty like corrupt galaxy, though. Like, I mean, maybe maybe it was self-defense. Maybe he was. But then it wouldn't. But then it wouldn't have been assault. Well, I'm, the I'm saying then it, it would have been self-defense. I'm saying it got reported as that because of the corrupt police force in this galaxy. I don't think there's really a corrupt police force. The Nova Corps are pretty fine. They're not corrupt. Mm, okay, I can't remember any times. I'm just saying, like, I could see a, a giant tree being, like, misunderstood. Why? Because he looks different? Yes, he looks very different from stere- most of the are characters. You no, I think I mean, it's that because, happens. I, I think it's because he, he's... He's not Previously, a mean. He he's not like harmed. a mean, a mean guy. He's nice. He's a good guy. Unless like one of his friends' lives is in danger, then he gets angry. All right. So he's helping his friend out. I don't know. What are you trying to say? That he's a I'm saying he's a, he's a criminal. That he's be, a bad. He's a bad person. I'm putting if, that on the record. Any, if any of this, that should help him. That should make him be a more dangerous fighter. Doesn't make well. No, but that only happened because his friends' lives were in danger. Rocket. So he's not going to get angry at well, first. Well, you don't know that. I didn't say that on the rapture. You're just you're just assuming. This is true. I will fully admit that. Okay. But I'm assuming that, yes. I also, I'm not going to make this pitch, but this is another th- way I was thinking of going with this fight. So, uh, Ents hate orcs, like with a passion. I don't blame them. And I was trying to figure out a way to incorporate <laughs> an orc into this fight. Because, like, in the movie... Uh, remember how like they're tearing over all the trees and the orcs are coming out of the ground, uh, like the orc eye. I don't know if you remember that. I don't remember them coming out of the. I mean, like weren't they like un- didn't they have like underground pits where they were making them? Well, they were finding them under the under underground. Oh, okay. So I was like, tr- I was thinking of making an argument because then I was trying to figure out what trees like they were below, but I couldn't find that out. So I was trying to make an argument that maybe orcs would come out of the ground around Groot, which would make Treebeard very angry. <laughs> Because he hates orcs, and then he would try to kill Groot that way because Groot would be associated with orcs. Maybe he was, like, breeding them, but I I didn't go that route. You were trying to say that Groot was breeding orcs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, like under like under his feet. I don't think Groot orcs. would like orcs either. I think him and Treebeard could bond over that. I think so, too. But they definitely can't bond over Groot trying to eat trees. That's true. It's going to make Treebeard angry. Yeah, I don't know if he, if he needs to absorb wood to eat or if he just can absorb wood to repair himself. I mean, if he needs that nourishment, like I said, he needs to do something. He could just, like, maybe he can absorb nutrients from soil, like a tree. It's possible. I don't remember reading anything about that. Yeah, it's possible. Do you have any uh, arguments here against uh, Treebeard? Like, no, I'm just going to rocket launch you. That's it? Yeah, I'm just going to blow you up. Wow. <laughs> well, because I do, it does sound like you are stronger than Groot. Yeah. According to their fictional backstories. You also have to remember, though, I can't die. I just become a tree. Well, you can die if you blow up. You just don't die of old age. You become a tree. But I could grow into it. My body could grow into a tree. It could grow into a tree if you don't get blown up before that. Yeah, but Groot got blown up and he grew back. Right, Groot did. Did did that ever happen to an ant? I mean, there's no record 
Right. There's no record that ants that. can do that. But I'm sure, I mean, if you take a tree and you blow it up, I'm sure that parts of the tree are going to land in the ground and probably grow back up I, again. You're sure about that? I'm you're not sure hot. that's how trees work? I'm 28% sure. <laughs> I don't know much about how trees work. I, I highly doubt that if you blow up a tree <laughs> and some of the parts land in the ground, that they will grow another tree. I think we should try this. I think we should try it out. I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah, let's do it. We'll see if there's a, a tree I don't know if we should blow it up, though. Maybe we should just, like... I think we should throw a boulder at it, see if that works, if a boulder can go right. down a tree. That's, that's, that would be the most accurate. Now we just got to get, like, a... You made a trebuchet in high school. Do you still have it? No. Darn it, because we could use that trebuchet, maybe, but it wouldn't probably hold enough to launch a... Uh, probably not. A giant boulder. I think we need to find a big hill with a tree at the bottom and just roll it down the hill. That's a good idea. I think you're absolutely right. So we'll do that, and that'll be a data point in this uh, in this battle, but until then... You have to do, like, a revisit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, want to know some uh, cool stuff about Groot? Yeah, go ahead. So, uh, in one of his, so Groot has, like I said, he has like a bunch of origins. In in one of the origins, in a bunch of the origins, his species um has like little mammals that like take care of their world. Like they're like these big, high and mighty trees that are geniuses, and like they have like these basically like slave mammals that like take care of everything for them. And at one point, Groot was like, he uh. He realized that they were maybe mistreating them. He's like, guys, we shouldn't treat these mammals like slaves. And he got exiled for it. Really? That was one of his origins. So Groot was against slavery. Yeah, yeah, because he's a good guy. Like what was what was the, what was the mammal? They, it just said small mammals. I wonder if it was a raccoon. That's what I was thinking it was going to be, but they never mentioned that. And you feel like they would if it exactly if it was a, if it was Rocket. Exactly. Okay. So and his his species originally also came to Earth seeking humans to capture and study. Wow. So there's another origin where he, they kidnap this girl named Hannah, and he realizes it's wrong. He helps her get back to Earth, and then they exile him for that. Wow. So he, another he, like good deed, trying to be a good guy. Doesn't fit in. There's a, there's a story where Groot was destroyed by termites. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I didn't want to mention that to you in wow. advance. Wow, so he can be destroyed by termites. I didn't even think of that. He he, uh, he did eventually was able to like regrow after that, too. Yeah. But like apparently termites are dangerous to Groot. But I feel like that'd be you know playing with fire. So to speak, for Treebeard to try to mess with termites. This is true. It could backfire. Right. Attack him. Yes. Um, I don't know. There was a character named Zemnu. Have you ever heard of Zemnu? Mm-mm. He made a duplicate of Groot to fight the Hulk. It's like a Groot twin. Yeah, like maybe he took a piece and grew another Groot. Wow. Uh, he had but like an army of Groot. But Groot lost. He was destroyed. Yeah, I don't. Just, I don't doubt that. What's he? Um, he did survive and was a captive of the Collector. Okay. Uh, as we know from the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. As well as other creatures that the collector was collecting. Okay, so he was in his library. Uh, but then they were freed by the Mole Man. I don't know who the Mole Man was, but, but he freed them. Um, after the Mole Man freed all the collector's creatures, they started rampaging in New York City. But then they had to be stopped by a band of superheroes and transported through a portal to the negative zone. This is what I meant by confusing. Because if you're like... What's the negative zone? I'm like, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, I feel like I've heard the negative zone. Yeah, I'm just I'm just throwing this out there. This is all of Groot's backstories. Blah blah blah. He, at one point, he gets like hunted down by commandos, part of the Howling Commandos, which is uh, Captain America, a unit of Shield. Oh yeah, okay. Was Captain America involved in that? Yeah, that's in, yeah. That was his like posse. That's right. That's II. right. And he Groot joined them, and that's he he joined the Howling Commandos, helped them out. Really interesting. Fighting Nazis with a giant tree. That would be so cool. That'd be awesome. Um, and then there's another backstory where Groot is the last remaining member of the Flora Colossi. Uh, he's being pursued by the Kree, which were the bad guys from from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Ronan, the accusers of Kree. He uh, he joins Star Lord's Strike Force with Rocket Raccoon. Blah 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 blah. Uh, at one point, he died because they had to escape uh, in a drainage pipe that Groot couldn't fit into. Ah, can he shrink in size? Didn't seem like it. Couldn't fit in the drainage pipe in this story. Huh, that's interesting. But luckily, Rocket keeps a sprig, regrows him. Then eventually, uh, that leads into the story where I told you he had to grow to fill the uh, tower that then they lit him on fire to destroy the tower. Yeah. Um, See, I just want to point that out, too, is that whenever it comes to him coming back to life, it always involves rocket so it that like is if, true he needs like if, someone to like want to help exactly. bring him back. You, yeah. i mean because i read online you have to water him and give him sunlight like a plant essentially and if you don't do that if you don't have someone who's gonna do that then i don't see it i don't see him coming back 
But this is the interesting thing too. Like, how long can those pieces last for before you have to replant them? It's like, could you, you wait? Could you wait that. a year and then replant it? And he's so back. So there's this one other storyline that somewhat relates to how long can you keep a piece of group? And I don't know if, if I don't know if this is going to be in any way related to any plot parts of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I don't think so. But just in case, if someone doesn't want to listen, skip a couple minutes. Uh-huh. There was a there's a storyline called Secret Wars. Okay, and Groot is with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and then there's some type of like big giant Earth battle, and Groot and Rocket Raccoon are killed. Peter Quill, aka Starlord, is one of the survivors. He is confronted by Black Swan in the castle of Emperor Doom. So I'm assuming there, there are two bad guys that were involved in this giant attack. So they're having this confrontation when uh, Peter Quill reveals he's been carrying a small twig of Groot in his pocket since the incursion. So it doesn't say how long it happened, but it makes me think there was like a passage of time. Yeah. And then he's able to put that twig of Groot into the world tree. Okay. I don't know what the world tree is. It sounds important. Yeah. Because it lets Groot transform the giant tree into his body, destroying Droom's castle and helping the heroes in their final assault. So it seems like, yeah, there is some time. Yeah, it seems like you do get you do get some leeway there. Right. But like you said, what if you kept a couple pieces? Can you grow multiple Groots and just have a Groot army? I don't see why not. No one's tried, but That'd why not? That's a phenomenal idea. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Like, remember some of the scenes in Guardians of the Galaxy where he just, like, extends his arms out, like, 20 feet, and, like, whips the people all Killing around? five people in, like, like, a second. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Yeah. He's just whipping his arms back and forth. If you have an army of Groots. I feel like it'd get them. really annoying, though, because they'd all be walking yep. around, like, It'd be hard to organize. Yeah. Like, Come on, guys. I am Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> what do you guys want for dinner? I am Groot. I am Groot. Like, ah, come on. It does seem like Rocket could understand Groot, though. I think Rocket's the only one that can understand him. Uh, in the movie, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, there was something on the Wikipedia page about, like, the like the way he says it meaning a lot and like some people who work with like who live with Groot a lot can like understand what he means but yeah like you said yeah Rocket I think is the only one in the movie there's a way you can figure out the language of the maybe Groot. you could just have him write it down it's a good idea unless what do you just say I am Groot <laughs> I wonder well I don't know that'd be pretty silly because supposedly the only the reason he can only say that is because of the stiffness of his vocal cords exactly right so you would think if he understands English he, he should be able to to write I mean, yeah it'd be a nice skill to learn for he could him. form pencils out of himself that'd be pretty cool <laughs> he could work for Ticonderoga or something yeah that yeah you're right he could he could make group pencils yeah and he could write down what he was saying I like it uh, some fun facts I have here about uh, Treebeard uh, in the movie, he was CGI, and he was also animatronic for, like, the close-up shots of Mary and Pippin being on his back. They used an actual giant puppet mm-hmm. for them to interact with. Uh, ent means giant in Latin, so some people have made the argument that an ent could technically also be a giant because there's no distinctiveness between them. Some other names of the Ents in the movie or in the books, and I guess these are also in the movies as well, besides Treebeard, are Skinbark, Leaflock, and Quickbeam. Quick beam, quick beam, and from if I recall correctly, that's the one who's the young one, who's like four hundred years old instead of a thousand years old. I believe Quick Bean is the uh, the younger one. Okay. Um, so this is really interesting. I didn't know this. There is another type of tree-like creature in Lord of the Rings called, and I'm probably pronouncing this wrong. It's called Huron, uh, Hjorns, H U O R N S. That sounds right. That's like how Hjorn, I would say it. Like Hjorns. And um, they are trees that can talk to Ents, only to Ents. Like, you cannot hear them. It's, I guess, the, I guess talking in the wind or something along those lines. Okay. I'm not really sure how they communicate. Special tree stuff, guys. Yeah, it. and they, can, they cannot move. Like, they are, they are stuck. They cannot move at all. Oh, that sucks. And there's a deleted scene from The Two Towers, and I'll put it in our link in our show notes so you can check it out. And it's from the end of the Battle of Helm's Deep when all the orcs are running away, and they all run into the forest. And once they all go into the forest, you can see all the trees just start moving from, like, on top of the tree line. And you can see, uh, you can hear orc screams. So what happened was Treebeard communicated with the horns and to tell them, like, hey, these orcs are going to be running through your area soon or something. Like, kill them, take them <laughs> out. And they did. And it's a cool it's a cool little deleted scene. It's only, like, a minute long. But it's just cool just to see all these orcs screaming and, and dying and everything like that. And last but not least, there is a plan to have a Treebeard statue near J.R. Tolkien's home in uh, Mosley, England. Which that'd I thought be was cool. Interesting. Yeah, that'd be neat. That's a nice, I, I'm that's a nice curious thing. as to why Treebeard compared to other characters. I'm not sure if that was right. his favorite. 
I mean, Treebeard, he's the oldest character in, in Middle-Earth. Uh, not too sure. But I think that's pretty interesting. That is interesting. I wouldn't mind having a Treebeard statue. He's cool looking. Or you could just have a real tree in your yard, too. Yeah, but I... does a job. I do have a real tree in my yard. It's yeah. not It's not that cool. It's just a tree. You know what they should sell? You know how they have those, those faces that you can buy and, like, put them into trees and it makes your tree look like they have, like, faces or anything? No. No, yeah, there's some things that you can buy. So like the tree like grows around it, and then it has a face shape, or what? Well, like it's kind of like a, it's like a peg, and you put you stick it into the tree. It's probably not good for the tree, but you could put like eyes in it and like a face smile oh, okay. and everything. So it looks like it has a face. But it'd be cool if they did like a Groot one or a tree beard one or something along those lines. Maybe they do. I'll have to check, check it, it out. out. Yeah. Uh, before we head out, there are also some other trees that we talked about that we did not consider uh, for this fight, but we were passing along right, some we were, ideas. We were throwing out some trees. What was what was that? Uh, the Whomping Willow from Harry Potter. Oh, right. The Whomping Willow, I think, could have been interesting. It's extremely dangerous. But can't move. Can't move. Immobile. Completely. I was working out a theory where someone working with the Whomping Willow would put it into some type of mobile... <laughs> Like tank-like <laughs> apparatus, so it could move around. You'd like tow it around or something. Yeah, like it's like a sideshow act or something, towing it around. It'd be more like a town. mobilized battle tree. That'd be pretty intense. Yeah. And just park it anywhere and just takes it down. Mm-hmm. Or it could like drive itself. You know, give it like the steering controls. But it does have a big weakness though, because if you touch a certain area, oh, that's right. if you touch like the certain route, it completely calms it. That's right. So if you were able to do that, then, then the fight's completely over. Like, if you had Baby Groot, he could just run right in, <laughs> and then, boom, completely take it out. Uh, what were some other ones? There was the tree from Avatar came up online. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, but, the Navi tree. But and then I, I asked you, like, was that tree even alive? And you said, well, the the, <laughs> the Navi, the Navi so. would say it was. Yeah. Yes. And they also, I think, like, they used it to, like, have sex with each other. Like, because that's where they, like, That's true. Together. That is where they, like traded the, did the body swap thing right yeah it's <laughs> so weird um and now james cameron's shooting like four more of those movies or something that's well um so he announced them for december of like 2020 2021 2023 and 2024 May 2019 now instead of like December 2019. Okay. Um, and three weeks before that, Avengers 4 is coming out. Ooh, so like, but they're both Disney properties, so Disney's going to make money no matter what. But yeah. it'd be curious to see if they're going to, I mean, I personally think Star Wars would kill Avatar. Me too. Yes, Avatar's the highest grossing film of all time, but Avatar's been gone for what, eight years? Yeah, nine I years? think it like wore out a lot of its um, novelty in the first movie. Like, I don't know, I, I don't know if I'd be as interested in seeing another Avatar. No, I, I, I'm not really interested. I mean, yeah. unless it's like really good. That's and what I mean. Cool, like, it's, like, it could be something cool that would draw me in. But like right. right now, if you're just like, oh, it's just more Avatar stuff. And like, now they have yeah. that Avatar world at Disney too that we we saw from a distance. We, yeah, they, it wasn't quite open. It wasn't open yet, but we did see like the, the floating rocks. Over Animal Kingdom. Yeah, they had some big trees. There, yeah. There. Um, what was it? There was another tree. There was um, the tree. I brought the tree from the Wizard of Oz. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about that tree. Yeah, they like take. They, I mean, they have ammunition. They take apples off them and just throw them. <laughs> like they were just chucking them at Dorothy and like the Scarecrow <laughs> and, and the Tin Man. Like they were going ham at it. But same thing, can't move. So yeah, that, that's really more annoying than anything. Unless you dig them up too and bring, put them on like a little uh, tractor and have them going around just tossing apples but, at people. Yeah, tossing apples is like it's annoying, but it's not like it's gonna, not dangerous. Gonna, yeah, it's not that dangerous. Yeah, tell it to Isaac Newton. <laughs> what are you? What are you talking about? Are you saying Isaac Newton was killed by an apple? Nobody had a good idea come out of that. <laughs> okay. You know who was killed by an apple? Uh, Snow White. Alan Turing. Oh, did he poison an apple to kill himself? He, I believe he ate a poison apple to kill himself. And there's a theory that that's why Apple's logo is a half-bitten apple to, like, pay homage to him because he mm. was kind of invented the first, like, supercomputer kind of in a way during World War II. Interesting. But it's not really proven. Just a theory. All right. Anything else you want to add before we uh, head out of here? Um, No, I do not think so. I'm happy with our battle. May the best tree win. May the best tree win. So, like Chris just mentioned, uh, remember there's going to be a Twitter poll online where you can go and vote for who you think would win between Treebeard and Groot. Uh, go check out Guardians of the Galaxy t- Volume 2. Yeah. 
we are not sponsored by them, but um, not, hopefully, not it's, yet. hopefully it's good. Yeah, give it time. <laughs> give it time. All right. Uh, Chris, thanks for being here once again. Thank you, Steve. No worries. Uh, and please always remember to subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. I'm rude. Yeah, you said that. I am Well, that's just as fascinating as the first 89 times you told me that. What is wrong with giving tree here? Tree? I am no tree. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast and all rights are reserved by their respective copyright holders.